0: You're listening to the Inner Process Podcast with your hosts, Mike Bonn and Jason Van Ruhler. We're seasoned counselors and friends. and each episode, we discuss topics that help us live all around healthier lives. Listen in as we share personal stories, research, and our experiences as therapists. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for listening to Season 2. In this second episode of Season 2, today we're talking about relationships. And more specifically, we're looking at what makes a healthy relationship. How do you know if it's healthy? How do you know if you're well-connected to your spouse or partner? And then what are some of the ways that not only can you assess that, but what do you do with that? Whatever is the data that you get back. So listen into that. As always, we thank you so much for listening. We'd ask you to leave a review anywhere that you listen to your podcast. And also, if you like what you're hearing, please tell a friend We're really trying to get the word out about this podcast. Thanks again. So today on the podcast, we are talking about relationships. And as you heard from the intro, we are doing a little just mini season within a season here about relationships. Uh, both Jason and I do a lot of work with couples in our private practices um, around relationship issues. And we have for many years and so we thought, you know what, that would be, I think, really helpful for us to take that information and share that with others hopefully helpful we'll see but today the idea to start this little mini season on relationships is to look at how do you assess what's the point of a relationship what are the goals how do you assess whether your relationship that you're in is going well if it's not what's not working but with a little bit more specificity right about that because sometimes i think it can be thank you a little bit nebulous I'm doing this podcast
1: with the Oxford Dictionary today. This is fantastic. Way to go, man. Like, it, if you
0: need to look up any of these words, feel free. I will not be distracted.
1: Did you get the calendar too? Or was
0: it just me? I think that was just you. Okay, sorry. Yeah, like the word sorry. a day calendar. Yeah, Yeah. no, I didn't get that. Actually, I had that as a kid, as a matter of fact. It was oh, really that's shocking. That you was did. Huh? <laughs> interesting.
1: Did you read it? <laughs>
0: Okay, so this will be our last episode. I'm not doing this podcast with Jason anymore. So, speaking of relationships,
1: speaking of relationships, sometimes
0: people are annoying in relationships
1: like myself. Yeah,
0: exactly. I think that is the perfect takeaway for this. We're going to talk about that, what we should do when that's the case. Yeah. So the goal, let's start with, before we kind of get into what are the different maybe components of a relationship and how to assess how you're doing with those, let's just really talk about the goal, right? Because if you don't know where you're going, I'm not sure, you know. little difficult. You know, I think we talked a little bit about this before we started, but the goal of a relationship, I think all relationships, it is to love well, right? And love, that's one of those words that carries a lot of connotations and meanings, but To love someone else well is to put them first. It is to sacrifice in that sense for them. It's not that we can't be anywhere on that list, but more just that we're thinking about them and we're elevating them as far as our time and energy and all the things that we have to give. And I think when two people in a relationship are doing that well, it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. It works really, really nicely. It's just that we have these selfishly oriented oftentimes desires and gets they in, the, get in way. the way. They get in the way yeah. of loving well. And real quick, I would say that I think that's the level that we operate and exist on in our relationships in kind of everyday life on a much deeper level and a little bit more of a theological level. The point of relationships in so many ways, it's a picture of our relationship with God. It's to point us to guys to show us just how much he genuinely, truly loves us, right? Because when we love one another well, I think we're very much displaying that as best as humans can. And so I would like to say that because I think that's an important part of really what the ultimate goal is. As far then as what are the components of a relationship, You know, often, no joking, I will sit with clients and I'll say, okay, so especially first session, talk to me about maybe what you don't think is going so well. And sometimes they really do not completely know
1: Yeah, it's more of a feeling. And we were kind of talking about something that I would ask a client is, why are you asking? Something I'm always interested in is what leads us to even ask that question? I mean, obviously, there is something there. And so that kind of motivation is often the thing that we need to work on.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Of course, we know that there's the disconnect. And maybe that's the Place to kind of segue into really what are the components of relationship. And let's say really quick. So, oftentimes when you talk about relationships, we talk about intimacy, right? So, this is great. I'm excited. Okay. I know you're ready for this. The dirty stuff. Not that kind of it. Well, I guess in part that kind of intimacy. So, (laughs) let's define our terms since we're doing the dictionary thing today. Intimacy as it will be used in the, the rest of this podcast. Is really about that consistent sharing of what one thinks, feels, and believes. Sometimes I'll use the little into me see, right? Really? Like that's what intimacy is. It's me sharing with you what I think, feel, and believe about a whole host and manner of things of life and you sharing those with me. And when we do that on a consistent basis, guess what? We have an intimate, close, connected relationship. Right. And that's the point. Now, I think that with that, we can break it down, though, just a little bit more specifically to make it easier to grab onto, okay, well, what parts maybe are we not as closely connected as we could be or need to be and to be healthy in our relationships? And so I would propose to you, my friend, that there are four to six category-like things that we could talk about,
1: right? Can I make one point? Start off with what you're doing well. So I think sometimes we sit down and we just go searching for a problem and that's okay. There are problems. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you. Anybody that is in any relationship whatsoever can do this today and you will come up with an area that you're not doing so well at. Yeah.
0: Promise. I'll tell you a story about this really quick. I was a psychology minor, not major, but minor in college undergrad anyway. And I took abnormal psychology And as we were going through the textbook, I had like a whole semester's worth of angst because so many of the things we covered, I was like, wait a minute, but I'm doing that too, but I'm doing that too. And, you know, those who know me would say, oh, that's about right. That probably, you probably were assessing yourself correctly. But the point is, (laughs) yes, it's easy to do that. What you're talking about.
1: Yeah. And sometimes that comes out of our own woundedness and feeling that we're not enough. And then if we're not careful, we project that onto somebody else. And so I think it's totally a good thing to look at what could we improve on. But I think it's also really important first just to see what are we doing well. And and sometimes I'll have people say, well, we're not doing anything well. That's not true either. Uh, It's just not that absolute. So you're doing something well, maybe it's not a lot, but start with that. And maybe understand why
0: that's going well. And then we can move on to the stuff that's maybe not going so hot. That's a great point. I think operating from that place of strengths, as hard as sometimes they are maybe to come up with frames a little bit more realistically where the issues are. Otherwise, that lens can become very, very negative very quickly. And then it actually is really difficult to be objective. You know, we can't ever be completely objective, but objective about where the relationship is at. And so harder to to work on those things.
1: Yeah, I think if you cannot come up with one thing you're doing well, you're not in the right headspace
0: to be doing this. Right, that's a really good point. I would agree with that. So what are they, Mike? What are we looking at? So we'll start with the one that you automatically went to, and that is the ways that we show affection for one another. We'll call this the physical category, right? Now you can show affection, of course, in plenty of non-physical, non-sexual ways. But one of the ways to be connected to another person in a romantic relationship is through physical affection. And that can be sexual, of course, and non-sexual. And really, we need both of those in order to do that well. So that's the first category.
1: Okay. Yeah, makes sense.
0: The next category is spiritual. We've already alluded to this. And we know that people are people, a lot of different faiths listening to this. The point is that Kind of you have an understanding that there is a deeper component to all of us and that you are including that in the relationship, right? Like that's part of your conversations, things that you talk about, and probably from a more important perspective, shared values together as well.
1: You know, I don't know if there's really a hierarchy, but this one would be right up there at the top. If we have shared values, everything else kind of falls into place for the most part. I mean, we can make refinements and things like that, but largely this area is probably more important than you give it credit
0: for. Mm, I totally agree with that. The next is what maybe is out there in the culture a little bit more than it used to be. And that's the emotional connection. Sometimes that can seem strange, like, well, what does that really mean? And so oftentimes with clients, I'll just say, well, it's as simple as this, you know, as you went through your day, you probably experience different emotions about different things in the course of the day. How often are you able to share that with your spouse or partner? And if you get to the end of most days and they may know what you did that day as far as logistics, but they don't really know how you felt about it, then they are missing a big piece of you in that and and vice versa. Because so much of how we are intimate with other people, and this is not just, of course, in our romantic relationships, but in relationships in general, is that We tell others how we feel about things, like what are the actual emotions we have around. them, And those can change. And we may reserve the right to say, you know what, a day after that event, I feel differently about it. That's fine. But it's just about being present each day with those things. And so for me, that's what I typically will tell couples about the emotional connection piece. What I would say about
1: that is I think that is so important and it's so important to be heard. What you don't want to do is confuse that the person has to agree with all of your emotions. Right. So Sometimes I think people go, well, we, we don't really have a good emotional connection because they don't feel the way I feel about something. And there are things that are really big and important, but they may not feel the way you do about ice cream like I do, or they may not feel the way you do about your coworker or a friendship that you have. And so we just need to be a little careful in that. It's one thing to be understood and
0: seen, and it's another thing to expect agreement. Yes, that's a really good point. And I think on top of that, which maybe we'll do more of a podcast on, but it's sometimes difficult to allow someone that you love to feel what they feel, right? Because we naturally are going to interact with that, and then we're going to have feelings. And so sometimes tolerating our own emotions becomes an important relationship skill. Mm-hmm. when it comes to interacting with one another. So we'll just say that around the emotional part. Next is intellectual. So this sounds high and mighty. That's not what we mean, but just simply, I mean, these are the things in life that fall into that category more. What do you think about certain things, right? So the events of the world or society or culture or-
1: Those are all great things. And so yeah. for some people, and I would say this about all of these different things, some people have a lot more stock in one of these than others. Some people would say, hey, you know, the physical intimacy is there. I don't really care about the rest. Or Mm -hmm. if we have intellectual connection, for instance, that supersedes any other thing that we might have. So I think it's not only identifying where you're at in these, but it's also identifying how important are they to you? Because that might be different too. These might not all share the same importance.
0: Which is okay. And I don't know if you agree with this, but I think along with that, There does need to be, I think, the goal of balance. Oh, yeah. We're going for
1: a well-rounded relationship, right? So I, I think it's okay to have favorites. But at the end of the day, these pieces are all
0: important. Yes. Okay. So intellectual. And a lot of times I will stop with those four. So physical, spiritual, emotional, intellectual. Within all of those Sometimes I'll talk either about ways that people are creative, because obviously we kind of share a lot about one another when we talk about ways we're creative. Hobbies, we've already mentioned values, but these are the types of things like the experiences that we share with one another, the things that we like to do. Do you like to travel together, for example? So that's both probably a value that you hold because you like to explore new things in the world, but also shared experiences, which... I think it's important to say that so much of what we do in our relationships is friendship, really. It's talking to one another. It's having shared experiences that we enjoy together so that we can take that away from that. You know, it's letting the other person know what we think about the state of the world. Like These are the things we do with friends, but you add, obviously, that physical component, the way, other ways to be. Physically intimate and connected to someone. And when you put those things together and you do those in even small ways, most days, you're going to be well connected. Mm-hmm. But if you experience prolonged time where some or a lot of those are not happening, then obviously distance grows. And that's a lot of times I think when couples begin to recognize, wait a minute, something's not working, whether we know exactly what it is or not, we just, we know that disconnection is there.
1: Yep. Yep. So if you're going through this list and you're saying we're doing this well, or we have a great physical connection, but we're kind of not so much in the rest, this is just all information to take. So first I think we need to assess where we're at is probably key. And then from there, we start to ask some questions. And I think one of the questions that you had talked about would just be, what do we want to see improve? You know, what are we looking to actually do? And just as a kind of a pro tip, if you're looking to be a ten out of ten on all of these, stop doing that. You won't. Bro,
0: and You're not going to hit that.
1: I will hit that. Just going to be me. It's just going to be me. We can't do it. So some of this is it. our own perfectionism that comes into it. So yeah. Along with identifying where you're at, you also want to identify what is realistic. You know, what are we really looking for? So you know, I think if you are, and, and all of this is highly subjective, but say that you're a seven out of ten what do you really need to be okay? Can you live in the eight out of 10 space? I mean, that sounds pretty good. Or do you need a nine? Do you need a 10? Uh, How realistic is that? So I think some of this is saying, let's identify where you think you're at
0: and then realistically where you could be. I really like that because I think obviously that gets into expectations, which we've talked a little bit about in other podcasts. And we know that expectations are the pathway to feeling really negative about your relationship really quickly.
1: Yep. And so if you're, say you're at a five out of 10 on intellectual intimacy, okay. Then the next question I'd ask is, have you ever been higher than that? So sometimes we look at this stuff too. And we say, well, we're only at a five out of 10. We need to be at a nine. When you met that person, where were you at? Well, we were probably at a three. Mm -hmm. Okay. But
0: that worked then. So what's changed? Yeah, that's a really good point. And then along with that, you know, if you go through the assessment, you're looking at these categories and you really conclude, Hey, I, I really think we need to improve upon this area. Obviously there are a lot of resources for a lot of those things, but then the quickest way to changing something is to first look at what I can change. It's all we can control. And sometimes one person doing that makes a big difference in our relationship. Yeah. Cause you to can lead and self. role
1: model that, you know, yeah. sometimes that other person needs to see you doing that. And really, regardless of how the relationship turns out, you doing that is never going to be a bad thing. I guess I can't think of anybody that's ever improved themselves within the context of a relationship and the relationship didn't work. And they said, Jason, I'm really bummed out that I got better.
0: (laughs) Have you ever had someone say that? I'll have to think about that. It seems like maybe someone along the way has said that, but no, probably not. And not very often, at least. No, No. Because it's good
1: for us. So I think the gist of today is, And this is a huge topic and we're really just kind of going around the outside today and surveying how it looks. And so that's the takeaway is maybe to write down these pieces of intimacy and think about where you're at in those and ask yourself Mm -hmm. some of the questions we talked about today. Hopefully with that, you find out your relationship is actually better than you thought in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. And then maybe what comes out of that is one area in which you'd like to improve a little bit on. And so we'll start to talk a little bit more about this as we go, but that's our goal for today. You had some great stuff today, Mike.
0: I really like it. And the definitions. Yeah, I know you took away. So now you can use the word specificity for the rest of the day. I cannot say it, but I mean, I could use It's hard to say. Podcasting professionals, that's what we are. That is what we are. And we're going to end with that. So
1: thank you. And we'll see you next time. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. Mike and I would also like to ask... if you've been enjoying the podcast, could you share it with a friend? We've loved getting all the feedback and comments thus far. Thanks.